Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We, uh, we have no guests today, so it's going to be Jeff and I riffing on the areas of focus for next year, kind of wrapping up 2017, the trends that we're seeing in tech, both what's come out this year and what's coming down the pipeline for teams, and just a bunch of stuff to kind of wrap up the year as we're recording this. This is December of 2017. We're a few days away from Christmas, and so this is our Christmas gift to ourselves. It's just we're going to riff today, so this is going to be a lot of fun. First, let me welcome the only the only other person we need on today's show, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Cohen. Jeff Cohen. Yeah. Yes, there it is. Super jacked, Matt, to be here today. Matt and I got a nice chat in right before we jumped on today. And, you know, we are pretty intentional about trying to get a podcast guest every episode. But I love when this happens. Um, we double booked someone, which was our fault. And so we decided we'd just wrap this out, just Matt and I, which I think is going to be a great way to end the year. We're going to have some really high-level conversations about where we think tech is going, uh, goal-setting, vision boards, different type of um, back office technology that we have just recently adopted that I wanted to speak to, as well as some huge updates with Elite Real Estate Systems Coaching Program and some amazing affiliate discounts for anyone thinking about joining. Uh, we're going to get into all of it today. I did want to talk about a quick technique. I don't know, for anyone that watches this video, I know a lot of you listen to our podcast. Every video, right when it's starting, I'm always kind of hopping back and forth. And Matt probably just thinks I'm schizophrenic, which is probably you know partially true. The other reason is I want people to know that the screen's not frozen. Because yeah. if you just stand there and not, don't move, people are like, oh, it's not working. And then they like hit refresh or get out and go in. <laughs> so it's like a strategy is just kind of bouncing. <laughs> and it reminds it's me when I, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah I notice you do it right before this, and we're both just like hopping around. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks we're amped up or something. Um, I used the same strategy with all my little kids. So my kids are growing up now. I don't do it anymore. I'd be like creeper dad. But when they were yeah. babies, you know, you just do this little bounce and it keeps them happy. So hopefully this little bounce keeps all of our listeners happy uh, when they're watching the live streams. <laughs> yes, and hopefully we can all get our act together. And at some point, we'll actually know exactly when the video goes live on Facebook so that we don't have to do this anymore. But until then, you're going to see us rock, rock back and forth and smile and be, you know, do stupid things uh, before we actually know that we're live. So, yeah. all right, well, let's awesome. uh, let's start here because there's there's a couple things that I wanted to focus on before we get into like the big picture stuff and talk about the trends for next year. Um, what, what have you seen, Jeff, come down the pipeline this year in tech that's kind of caught your eye? Yeah, so I think 2017 is going to be known for a lot of new technology within each of the current CRM systems that are out there. Obviously, people talk about Sync, commission, which is Commission Zinc. You see uh, Firepoint's kind of taken a position. Boomtown continues to roll out new things. Real Geek still has a strong presence. Um, we see a lot of brokerages adopting CRMs that are finally five years later realizing, wow, it's more than just lead gen. It's all about lead conversion, which is a client relationship management software that actually works as long as agents are working it and someone's holding them accountable. So um, some of the cool tech changes I've seen, I know I focus a lot on Boomtown. Boomtown launched um, 
text integration is coming as part of the drip campaign. So you can set it up where an email goes out, an email goes out, then a text goes out, then an email, email, text, which is really unique. That, that software hasn't existed, at least we haven't used that or had access to that from a systematic standpoint. Another okay. thing that we're seeing is um, something that Boomtown launched called Shark Tank. What we're realizing is that the most successful lead conversion with an internet lead happens within that first three to five minutes of the lead registering. And so a lot of CRMs are trying to figure out strategic ways to engage agents and or motivate the agents to make those initial calls. If an agent knows they're gonna own the lead independent of how quickly they call the lead, then they're not as engaged. And so for teams that aren't using lead scrubbers who should be calling within the first five minutes and they're actually letting their agents do it, which is how we still operate and how I recommend others to operate, is they're using a system that Boomtown coined a Shark Tank where let's say you had two or three agents on lead rotation on a given day and they're either physically at the office or not, those leads would go into an open source category and the first agent to call the lead or text the lead would own the lead. So ultimately, whoever calls or texts first gets to keep that lead for themselves. And that's Boomtown's idea or strategic play to get the agents to wanna to engage with those leads as quick as possible. So how we're gonna do that is going into 2018, we have a lot of teams within our team and so we're mm -hmm. gonna, we're gonna um, encourage the agents' teams to all be on lead day. So instead of it just being one agent from the team on lead day, we're gonna try to get the team leader and the entire team to participate on lead day. And all the team, let's call it three agents, will be doing the Shark Tank strategy the entire day, racing to that, that lead the second that it comes in. So of course, if you're on a phone call or you're prospecting other leads while waiting for leads to come in and you're not ready, you could lose out on opportunities. Okay, so so help me understand. This might be a dumb question because uh, I've never been, you know, I haven't been an agent on your team on the receiving end of the leads, and you've you've tried everything. But uh, just real quick, explain what's what's the difference between that and you just having several buyers agents on your team and feeding them, let's say round robin, or just yeah. giving everybody everybody gets notified when a lead comes in off of let's say a ProQuest call or something like right. that, where it just routes and notifies everybody. What's the difference between that? So the big difference is if you just notify everyone, it doesn't get anyone to do anything other than knowing that a lead just came in. There's no, in, there's no reason for them to reach out first. If they own the lead, they know it's theirs. They'll get to it when it's convenient to them. Shark mm -hmm. Tank makes the agent fearful. It's the scarcity mindset that if they don't make that initial call or that text message when that lead first came in, someone else is going to get to own it. From the round robin standpoint, when most a lot of teams use round robin and agents are out doing agent duties or grocery shopping or whatever, when the round robin finally gets to them and they're not engaging with the lead in the first five minutes, they own the lead. So there's no reason for them to have to call within that first couple of minutes unless the team lead has set some expectation that if the, call, the agent hasn't called within a certain amount of time, they can, they can pull the lead back, which is yeah. also a new update Boomtown made. So you can make it, so let's say like all those leads go into the shark tank and nobody calls in the first five minutes, you can make it so none of the agents get the lead and it then just goes to a different category where you could then choose to assign it to somebody right. else. Yeah, but the probably big, an ISA or something. Yep, exactly. So all the CRMs have different strategies like this and all teams adopt a different strategy that works best for them. The biggest mm -hmm. thing is just whatever you do, make sure your agents are calling the leads in the first five minutes. If they're not, your system's broken. It has to be the first five minutes. It has to be while they're on the website. And so you're gonna see a lot of these CRMs are gonna continue to think of new creative ways to motivate the agent or the call scrubber or whoever it is to make that initial call as quick as possible. Gotcha. At least until the bots take over. Exactly. And then we don't have to. <laughs> the bots are rocking, we're gonna all be set up. 
And then, you know, the other thing is process management. You know, a lot of the teams we visit and consult with and coach with don't really have a clear vision of how they want to manage their paperwork in their back office. We usually see teams using something as simple as Excel, which I'll fall on the sword with that one and say that's all we've been using for the last six years. We found a lot of growing pains. Once we got over about 500 transactions, we knew we needed something more robust. And we had used DocuSign forever since DocuSign came out. Um, we adopted DotLoop two years ago when we came over to Berkshire Hathaway, which has obviously helped. Uh, but we just adopted Doc, um, Loop for teams, which gives us full access to do anything and everything a broker would be able to do, but just specifically to our team. So we can create an entire chain of expectations of what needs to happen from the beginning of an executed document all the way to when it closes. And then we can empower the agent to have control on certain points or just the admin to have control on certain points or the admin and the agent. And we can create all sorts of things like to-dos. So any of our admin can come in the office and see what needs to happen next based on where each file's at. And the coolest thing is this all now integrates with Boomtown. And so I think we're going to see a lot of this with all their CRMs um, we're gonna, and CRMs that brokerages are adopting. A lot of agents aren't very good with analytics, haven't tracked their numbers, but with the advent of DotLoop and DocuSign and integration with CRMs, you're now not only going to have the information that's um, important based on the contract, everything that's in that contract, but also all the past um, previous uh, communication, correspondence, et cetera, with the lead, what the leads looked at, what their price point is, the house that they bought, it now all syncs together. And then on the back end of DotLoop, you're going to have all sorts of analytics that you can look at that not only take into account the transaction, but also all their interaction when they were on Boomtown. And on the Boomtown side, it's going to also pull in all the information from the transactional side. So you'll now be able to see how many deals, what production do you have pending that's in Boomtown? How many deals have you closed in Boomtown? Um, how long is a lead, does a lead incubate before it, goes, before it closes? How much money are you generating from each lead source? What's the average amount of time from you know, a registration to close from each lead source? What's the cost per click, cost per lead, cost per um, converted lead per lead source? Like all these analytics that we've been having to track, but super manually, you know, using our yeah. deck of board and Google Sheets, you're going to be able to do now by simply holding your agents accountable to tagging a lead, you know, saying what yeah. lead source it came from. Everything else is just going to happen on yeah, the back end. So, yeah, we're going to see a yeah. lot of that going into next year. And and here's where that because I know there's people listening or watching that are going, well, I'm never going to do that, or maybe they're just their team is not. You know, it's like it's going to take them so long to get to 500 transactions. They're not going to encounter the problems that required you to switch. <clears throat> Here's where they benefit from this. So your team and other teams under kind of the ERS umbrella that switch over and start integrating this this type of analytics, you're going to track all that stuff. And Omaha is very representative of like an average Midwest or Southern market. Like there's a lot of conclusions that you can draw about the way the rest of the country behaves by the number of transactions that your team does in Omaha and then, of course, the other teams that are kind of under the in the live stream program or whatever that will be running those same types of analytics where anybody that's in the live stream program gets the benefit of the benchmarks that you guys figure out for all this stuff, even if they themselves don't ever get on a system like this. So we know things like it takes what is an average of 150 phone calls to, get to close sale. a transaction. Yeah, to get one sale. So things like that will be coming down the pipeline over the next couple of years just by the fact that you guys and other top teams are on those types of systems, even for the teams yep. that don't themselves jump on. Yep, totally agree and very well said. Uh, something else that we're looking at going into 2018, um, all these different CRMs and all the different process management software that's out there, 
have different inputs and track different things. All of our coaching clients, we have been looking at different products to bring all of our coaching clients into from a very simple aspect of just like total units every month or every quarter and production and average commission and number of calls to contacts, contacts to close, et cetera. And then we're going to start tracking that analytically as well so that we can speak to different regions of the country, segmented mm -hmm. out to say, you know, this is what we're seeing on the east and west coast. This is what right. we see north. This is what we see in the south. This is what we see in the Midwest. See what kind of differences there are from a conversion standpoint. And then, of course, average sales price standpoint and commission standpoint. It is all different everywhere, you know, every region that you go to. But I also mm -hmm. think it'll be fun because yet I have yet to see a coaching company do this. Um, or a broker or a CRM provide this data, the da this data, but it would be fun to see like if you were an agent within our coaching program, where do you rank? Where do you, how do you stack up? You know, I would mm -hmm. love to see Boomtown has 2,500 clients. They have yet to show me um, or anyone publicly what each agent's conversion ratio is. Wouldn't that be neat to see yeah. all these other top teams conversion or where is the number one lead source, number two lead source, number three lead source? What's the cost per click? You don't see that yeah. stuff. So our coaching organization wants to kind of pull the you know curtains out and ex mm -hmm. expose, be completely transparent, expose ourselves, our flagship team, but also expose all these other top teams because there's a lot of numbers that get spoken about on podcasts like this one um, that yeah. when you really dive in deep, I don't know that the numbers are what people think they are um, at, at first glance. And we yeah. want people to have real, true, realistic expectations of what they should be accomplishing because it empowers agents and team leaders to do better. And like you said earlier, maybe once you're at 500 deals, then you need the value for teams. But when you're newer, I think one of the things that helped me recognize that I could quit selling altogether was that I was tracking these numbers. And I recognized that if I spent, you know, $330, I could have an executed deal that makes me 2700 When you have that clarity mm -hmm. in your business, you spend 330 you make 2700 all you'd ever do is try to figure out how to get $330 more. That's the mm -hmm. place you want to be in every business. Let's define how much does it cost to generate yeah. one lead and how, how much yeah. profit can I make from each of the leads I generate? Yeah, exactly. Well, and there's two approaches to that. So there's there's that approach, which is you you build out essentially what, what uh, it's essentially a performance model. Right. So these sets of inputs leads to these set of outputs. And here's all the conversion ratios in between. And from the team perspective, if you can build the right performance model and you know that X, you know, X input produces, you know, Z output, then you can figure out, okay, do, do I want to spend, you know, that, do I want to throw $330 into the box right. and get out $1,000? Uh, and then there's the other approach to, to that, which is, hey, I'm spending all this money. Now I know what it's producing and it's not producing the ROI that I want. So then how do I drive that initial cost down? by training my agents to then go out and get their own business. So I'm not spending $330 to get only whatever that is. Right. Um, so there's, there's two different theories to that. Cause obviously doing the, the podcast with Greg Harrelson, we know where Greg stands on a lot of that, which is pick up the phone first, right. Back that up with insanely comprehensive um, follow-up systems and drive that initial cost of producing the lead down as far as humanly possible. So you're not reliant on that almost at all. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a couple of different approaches that you can take. But anyway, point being, yeah, what, what you're working on is essentially with as many teams as possible, building out that performance model. So you know that what you put in produces a certain output. And that's where most agents and teams are is they just they really don't know that. Um, and we were just coaching an agent here a couple of days ago and they're thinking about shifting from door knocking to phone calls. Super simple. Yeah. Well, you start 
digging into well, like, well, it boils down to I don't feel like I'm getting the results for the for all the work that I've put in. Well, she's been doing it for you know a month or something oh. like that, right? There's right. no there's no there's no mental performance model of I put in this work, it produces this result, and it takes this time frame. So if you don't know the time frame, you start having shiny object syndrome, yep. and and teams do it too. Oh, you know, and that, that's one of the things that you're really good at fighting is you really commit to one. Like if you're going to experiment with a lead source, you commit to it and you decide on a time frame and you stick with it until you have the, the actual data and make a decision from that. 12 months and 12,000. That's kind of the thing I constantly process through my mind. So anything yeah. I try out today, you have to at least do a thousand a month and you've got to do it for 12 months. And then even if you quit after the, the 12th month, you still need to track it for the next year. Because a lot yeah. of times we see those deals don't start executing until after six months. Our average internet lead takes six months in incubation until it goes under contract. So you might continue seeing the results for the first two quarters of the following year, even when you're not paying for the leads. And if you start seeing a lot of those deals are going together, you might choose to turn it back on, you know, mm -hmm. third quarter or fourth quarter of the following year. So great yeah. points you made. Um, you get to choose, you individual agents out there listening or people considering building a team or those that already have a team, do you want to spend money or do you want to spend time? Yeah. And that's where the rubber meets the road because we all are limited on time, but we're not always limited on money. And if you can find a, a way to spend money on lead gen that is a systematic approach that returns a positive return on investment, of course, the return on time is going to be better than sacrificing your time. So. I agree 100% with Greg's strategy. If you're an individual agent engaging leads, you should always um, be reaching out to your sphere. That's going to be your highest return on investment. Um, you're also going to spend time, but it's going to be a great return on your time as well. The challenge is when you decide you want to be done personally wor working the deals, you want to turn them all over to somebody else. And that's where I usually find team leaders that know that they're going to get out of production. They need a better way than just engaging their sphere because it's hard to call Sally Sue and say, hey, Sally Sue, so exciting to talk to you. Yeah, I haven't sold houses in seven years, but would love for you to come and work with my team. I'm going to have Billy take care of you. It's just mm -hmm. a total different engagement. We still get those sometimes, but it's just a different phone, you know, it's a different conversation. But it's, but it's inbound, not outbound. It's not you calling Sally, Sally Sue. It's Sally Sue calling you and you say, oh, great, that I'll meet with happen. you. And by the way, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's and I don't sell anymore. I had one yesterday, um, yeah. a guy that helped me build my house, actually. His son-in-law plays for the, a professional baseball team. I won't mention who. And I said, you know, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I actually haven't shown a house for over five years. He said, I had no idea. Because when I introduce myself to people, I usually say, I'm a real estate agent. And I stay yeah. humble about it, right? I'm a real estate agent. He said, really? You don't? I, I said, I don't show houses the same reason you don't frame houses. You use subcontractors to do that. We use subcontractors to show property. I have 50 that work for me. And I would love to connect, you know, your son-in-law to one of my top subcontractors that will do an amazing job. And he was good with the handoff. But it was funny yeah. that he was surprised. And it's just because I've tried to stay humble in some of my relationships and just, just tell people I'm a real estate agent and that I don't have 50. You know, how do you introduce yourself? Like, I have 50 people that work for me. I mean, I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. So it's an interesting, it's Hello, an interesting conversation. Cohn, manager of 50 people. Thank you. Right. I have this huge empire <laughs> I've built over the last six years. That's right. Yeah, yeah I think you have that. Good. That comes, that, that comment comes mandatory with a British accent. Exactly. You gotta have the British accent. Oh, I actually fun. just turned right, on so the Australian. Um, a lot of people don't notice the iPhone update. I don't know which one, but there's like 30 voices yeah. now on the iPhone. Really? So I, I know we go down a squirrel here, but squirrel hole. <laughs> Um, I've been playing with the, the different sounds because it's really funny. My kids get a kick out of it because when I ask questions, then it'll respond in like a British accent. It'll be a, right now. I think I have an Australian female voice. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've heard that one. That's a funny one. Oh, man. Okay. So let's get into areas of focus in the last few minutes that we have left. Um, We want to go for maybe about 10 minutes. So what's your, for the team especially, what's the areas of focus for 2018? Yeah. So we're going to continue focusing, um, helping the agents focus on their three top lead sources from each bucket. So their number one sphere, their number one prospecting, their number one boomtown or internet lead source. Uh, but we don't always tell them to put the same amount of money or time into each of those buckets. So if 50% of one of my agent's deals came from their sphere, we're going to recommend they spend at least 50% of their time working their sphere. But we never want to allow them to only rely on one source. So all of our agents are cognizant that each of these buckets exists and they have one thing that they're the best at in each of those buckets. So most of my agents' goals, we've sat down with everyone. We do a quarterly review at the end of each year. We do a year-end review and they reset goals for next year. A majority Mm -hmm. of my agents have set a new goal that's 25% higher than their goal last year. Most of them want to do around 36 transactions, which in our marketplace is a six-figure income, working about 30 to 40 hours a week using all of our systems and technology. Healthy goal, Mm -hmm. it's a strong goal. Take 50 times 36, I would be happy if everyone hit that goal, and obviously I'm doing everything I can to support them. Looking into next year from a business standpoint, a huge focus of ours, our number, our top two things, one is training. So right now we offer trainings Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 o'clock, Monday's accountability as a team, then there's individual accountability meetings outside of that. But then every Wednesday we have topics, uh, we have about 20 team to- team specific topics that are like career engagement for individual agents like negotiation training or listing presentation training and that's what you get access to if you're an elite real estate systems client then every friday we do a dialogue that is in conjunction to the wednesday training we're considering taking training to the next level and offering a daily option so every day at 10 o'clock there'd be some type of a training the agents could come in and learn about Um, so we're looking at that but we're also creating syllabus a college style syllabus or template if you want to call it that goes along with all of our trainings that have like the top five bullets that we want to touch on, but then they'll all come with a redirect resources link that will take them to a podcast or a book or an article specific to that topic that day. So they have like somewhat of a homework assignment after each of the trainings. And we're doing this just to make the training overall more consistent. We're leveling up. Uh, We're looking Mm -hmm. at hiring new trainers, um, the best Mm -hmm. of the best from our marketplace to bring in and help our agents because we know training's number one. And we've always said, you build by recruiting, retaining by offering value, and training. So the other part of this is back office. We're going to perfect our dot loop for teams. Uh, we're going to make our back office totally streamlined so that our agents can come in at any point of a transaction and be able to see where the transaction's at. You know, has, has their client been called to have set up a home inspection or to set up the closing or to schedule the walkthrough? Everything's going to be, it, you know, they'll be able to get on their phone and update documents, send documents out to clients, get them signed. Um, our yeah. admin, we pre- we brag and pride ourselves that we're a contract to close company that provide that solution to our agents. But there's yeah. still pieces of that that are broken, um, dysfunctions that exist in any business. You're going to have that. So we're going to continue mm-hmm. to put a lot of time and energy towards the admin support, um, back office admin support, and then our trainings. And then, of course, recruiting. So I just had a webinar with Frank Klesitz last week talking about how we went from 25 to 50 agents. Next year, our goal is to go from 50 to 100. Um, I'll be hiring a full-time recruiter, paying them probably around $50,000 a year. If anyone's watching in our local market and wants to recruit or move to Omaha, here's the offer. I need a full-time recruiter. The people I've been using are awesome, but they're they're part-time that work in other capacities within my team. We want to bring on another 50 agents. We feel that our space our system, our model 
could easily adopt an additional 50 for 100 total agents. 50 will be part-time agents, about 50 sub-agents or agents within teams on my team. And then 50 will be team leaders or individual agents that work under Omaha's Elite's umbrella. And then we're adopting um, virtual agent. So on our team, you can be a team lead, a sub-agent to a team lead, an individual agent or a virtual agent. Virtual agent is gonna be much like what an agent is like with an EXP. An EXP agent works under a broker umbrella in that state, but there's no brick and mortar office. We're gonna offer the same solution right now in Nebraska and Iowa, but we're toying with the idea of going nationwide with this. So we're looking at what it would be like to have an agent partner with us. We'd get our broker's license in every state. They would be an agent on our team, but they could work out of any state in the United States and sell you know, in those states and be paid out by us, but in those states. Um, because it all comes back to training and accountability and systems, which we can offer to anybody in the country. It doesn't just have to be in our own little city. Yeah. So that's what we've got coming up. <laughs> a lot of really big goals, yes. uh, but yeah, nothing exactly. that we, we don't think we can accomplish. And we're having a great time mm -hmm. and we're doing all the things we've always wanted to be able to do and put our time towards the things that are going to help the agents grow. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. So training, admin support and recruiting are the three big areas of focus for next year. Um, so one of the questions that I had just in, in the course of hearing you talk about that is on the recruiting side, why hire a full-time person? Like, what is that full-time person doing? Yep. Are they generating leads? Are they making phone calls? Are they more of a screener so, to, to screen all out it, the yeah. All of it. So what we found and what I talked about with Frank Klesitz, and for those that don't know about viral marketing, getviral.com, Frank offers a course to help agents recruit, and he has like a 22 22 different days or sessions, and it's it's an awesome process. I 100% yeah. support it, and it's his belief system, and I agree with him, and he's helped train me a lot on my mindset, is that there, you should have a completely abundant mindset and be willing to give everything away to everyone. And so right. the way we grew so fast is we started live streaming our trainings, just like we're streaming this today. Um, we would stream all of our team's trainings to all of our local agents in Omaha. And then mm -hmm. we would invite them all once a month to come into the office to in, engage in our trainings in person. And then we would reach out and like let people know that we're you know open to people learning more about our team and asking questions and you know stealing all of our ideas. But you get to a point where it's like you know if you can't beat them, join them. And people just say, well, do they pay out? We pay an eighty twenty split. We generate fifty leads a month per agent. Like why would you not want to be on our team? And pride we have found is like the number one reason: ego and pride. Everyone yeah. should be on our team. It doesn't make sense not to be. Even brokers and team leaders spend more in overhead costs than what they incur with us. Net net, right. every person I've sat down with, net net would make more money selling under our umbrella with a team than being mm -hmm. out on their own or being their own broker owner. And there's hundreds of brokers here in Omaha that do you know less than 50 deals a year. They should all mm -hmm. be on our team as well. So <laughs> I'm saying this hoping some are watching and call me after this episode and say, Jeff, I want to be on your team. Okay. So this is partially my recruiting goals too. So the, the challenge, Matt, is that a lot of people want me. They want to have lunch with me. They want to meet with me. And right. I can't always be available, especially if someone's not licensed yet. I can't be available. So they're mm -hmm. there to screen those individuals. They're there to follow up. They're there to engage in social media, put posts up, record different events that we're doing, put it up on our recruiting page, and just really take on the overall recruiting process for the team. Cold calling is outdated. I think we'll still do it. But when we cold call someone, there has to be a give. And the give is the invite to a training. So we don't mm -hmm. call someone and say, hey, you know, we want to know if you're interested in our team. We're recruiting. Yeah. You know, that's not the goal. It's to invite them to come to one of our events. Yeah. <laughs> Makes total sense. 
Okay. So tell me a little bit about the events. Yeah, so all those trainings are the same trainings that will occur even if we don't have an intentional event. It's a training event. So it's uh-huh. always the events that I lead, which is negotiation training, listing press training, five press training, or the big picture. And it's just our one-hour event that our team has anyways on a Friday, and we invite mm-hmm. everyone to come and participate. So we usually okay. average about 20 visitors every event. And they can be agents from Berkshire Hathaway, our own brokerage, or they can be agents across the town or across the state. Anyone's welcome to come in. And it really, honestly, like, anyone's always welcome to come in. We allow, yeah. our, our trainings are open. Um, if someone wanted to come every week, we probably wouldn't allow that, but they can come a couple times, check it out. And then of course, for the events that we are inviting people to, they could come every single month. And then every quarter we do a charity event where we invite agents across all brokerage brands to support the charity. And we call it a fill the truck event because we have a moving truck. We don't literally fill it. We are, it's our goal on some events, but we did like a back to school event in August where we just got school supplies. We just did a Humane Society event where we got supplies for, you know, dogs and cats for the Humane Society. They said it was their biggest donation ever. Um, We have an event coming up for children suffering from diabetes. So it's all these different events that our team puts on, and it helps culturally with our team, but it's a neat way to engage other agents for a cause bigger than ourselves. And there's a lot of younger agents, a lot of your millennial and Z-Gen are really attracted to organizations that aren't all about just making money and selling a house. Yeah. You'll still see messaging today, come with me and make more money. But a lot of people don't yeah. care about the money anymore. The money is not the goal, yeah. guys. It's the lifestyle. Yeah. That's the goal. And so we're trying to get better at engaging with that group and show them that we're more than just the money. We're about leading and living the bigger, a bigger life. Yeah, 100% true. So last question for you. What's your personal, give me one area of focus for you for personal growth. Um, actually, it's the opposite of growth. I would like to get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Your goal is shrinking. Okay. 50, 59 days ago, I took a challenge of doing a ketogenic diet where I took uh-huh. grains, sugar, and dairy out of my diet, and I dropped eating soda or drinking soda and eating out, no fried foods or anything. Mm-hmm. Grain, sugar, dairy pretty much eliminates like 90% of my old diet um, with the goal of losing about 100 pounds. It's actually 120 pounds. Man, I'm getting intentional. I'm sharing this with the world. So I'm down 30 pounds today. You can probably tell our guests are probably starting to see my face get a little bit smaller. Um, My goal by the end of next year is to be about 220 pounds, and I was 320 when I started this. I've allowed myself to focus on my business uh, 100% and let other things in my life, you know, go away. Like not – it just wasn't – I wasn't intentional about eating healthy and working out consistently. Mm And so that is my number one area of growth personally that I would like to continue being intentional on. Other areas is reading. Um, I've kind of gotten lazy. It's like you can get to a certain point where you just have all this knowledge and you're not applying it. So I slowed down with reading. I usually read. I read a book a month. I'd like to read a book every two weeks. And those are those are my biggest areas, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the uh, on the reading. Yeah, because I because I'm. Anyone that knows me, I knows I'm a voracious reader. Um, but yeah, it's it's all in the application, and so that's one of my intentions too: is to slow down, apply, read less, actually, and yeah. apply more. So I'll probably, well, counterintuitively, I'll probably if I read for enjoyment rather than reading a bunch of business and personal development books and just stacking that on yep. top of what I already know, it's more applying what I already know. And then if I want to read for pleasure, read more. One of the things that I think I want to dive into just on the marketing side to help me become better is. Um, 
getting better at storytelling and looking at things through the lens of stories rather than always looking for ideas and concepts. And so maybe actually reading a little bit more fiction this year than I ever have before. That's that might be uh, that's, that's hard something that's for me, man. For me. I know that's awesome. I know the, it'll be it'll be books, The books I read for pleasure is like real life stories. Like I loved 127 Hours, the story about Aaron Ralston. And then Louis Zamperini's book, uh, I think it's Forgiven or Unforgiven. Uh, Angelina Jolie did the movie on that. There's a ton of American Sniper. Like, it has to be a real story, but I love the story style. I, that's why I think I like Seven Levels of Communication so much. It's Michael Mayer's rendition. He creates a story to talk about um, masterminding and networking. And then um, what other book does a good job? The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Patrick Lencioni, does the same. He creates this pretend story to help yep. teach a lesson. I think that's a really great skill. I agree that that'd be a good one to have. Um, I want to yeah. create an analogy, just reading and reading and taking on this information. Same with watching podcasts, not to push anyone away yeah. from our podcast, but then not making the changes is like generating more and more internet leads and thinking that you'll get more sales by generating more leads, but you're not converting the leads you already have. You're just yeah. stacking leads on leads on leads. Nothing's ever going to change if you're not converting yeah. the leads you already have. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that. Either they just work and grind and don't get more information, so they stay the same, or all they do is go and get information, but they don't work and grind, and so they stay the same. The person to watch out for is the one that is willing to obtain all the information and then work and grind and then obtain information and then work and grind. And that's yeah. been my experience, Matt. I know that's been your experience as we've both built successful businesses. And for anyone listening, that's the recipe. Work hard, yeah, grind hard, but um, be smart and continue to educate yourself on every topic. Yeah, 100%. Point by point transformation. Every, I mean, it's, every, it's hard too. Like, you're like, where do you want to focus yeah. on your business before we started this? I didn't want to say the real answer, but it's everywhere. I mean, <laughs> every aspect of our business in all 10 businesses that I own, I'm improving every element. I'm always right. trying to improve all aspects of all businesses because mm -hmm. there's always improvement to have. And, when anyone listening, including us, get to a point where we say, we've arrived, my title company's perfect, it's ready to go, or my buyer's agents are perfect, everyone loves me, no one's leaving, the moment you think you just arrived is when you just left. Like, it's over. Because <laughs> you can't arrive. There's yes. no arrival. Life is a journey all no. the way until we die. Like, you've arrived when you're six feet under. That's right. <laughs> I want yes, my two means... I'm putting it out there. I wanted to say... I have arrived. I have arrived. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally I've arrived and now right. I can rest. Right. Yeah, and, and there's, a, there's a good point to make there, which is that given the fact that we're never going to feel like we've arrived, don't wait to be happy and celebrate success until you get to that imaginary place because Love that it. place is this. Great advice. Yeah, that happened. I'll be happy once my team does 100 deals. My marriage will be fixed. Once I do a million GCI, I'm going to be skinny once I do 2 million GCI. Yeah. And yeah, people do that, man. They forget. Yeah. I always say, uh, be grateful. And this is a great way to end the year, but be grateful for where you are today and always strive to go further. Yep. If there's no gratitude, there's so, there, I know there's some great books out there that speak to this, but if you're not grateful for where you are, the universe owes you nothing and it's not going to continue delivering to you. Because gratitude is contagious. Uh, be grateful for the people that have helped you get to where you are and help them continue to grow. And a big thing for us is as we look at next year and we had our goal setting meeting, every agent on my team on January 3rd is going to share their vision board and admin staff. We have 50 people. 
who will share a board that's representative of the goals um, in their life. Both half the goals have to be 12 month goals and then the other half are life goals, five year goals or life goals. Right. And every person's gonna share it so that everyone knows it's not about the money. It's about leading and living the life of our dreams and being the best that we can be, like Gary talks about mm -hmm. on the Millionaire yep. Real Estate Agent book. But more importantly, when we watch our peers have success and failures, we recognize that that's going to directly impact the goal that they express to the team that they want to accomplish this year. And it changes the way you think and feel about other people. Because it's no longer, oh, they just got a sale and made eight grand. It's, wow, they just had a sale and they're going to get to save the money that they wanted to buy their family their first SUV. They've never had one before or whatever yeah. the goal is that they've set for themselves. And it changes the way you feel and interact with those around you. And it'll change your culture and your mindset altogether. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Can't think of a better way to end it than that. Yeah. Um, guys, we just want to thank you real quick. There's been a bunch of people that were that were watching us live here on Facebook. So for the future, guys, going into the new year, make sure that you are uh, that you're connected with us on Facebook, whether it's me and Jeff personally or that you follow uh, and like the ERS uh, page. That way you see exactly when we go live with the Facebook, um, uh, the, the broadcast you can see and you can interact with us live and comment and ask questions when we have guests on because we love to get that live interaction. That way we can bring your questions to the guests in real time. And uh, second thing on the back end as uh, of the podcast version, whether you want video or audio, you can subscribe on YouTube, uh, iTunes or Stitcher, depending on what your device is and whether you want video or audio. And then Jeff, anything you want to finish up with uh, on the programs and courses and workshops and all that stuff that they can connect with? Yeah, the last thing I need to mention is Boomtown has a special discount. If you haven't already signed up or even if you are with Boomtown, don't miss this right now. If you sign up for Elite Real Estate Systems live stream for teams, which is $497 a month and sign a 12 month contract with Boomtown before the end of this year, they will give you a $500 off discount on the Boomtown platform and you'll grandfather into that for life. So I know that sounds like and an insane offer. So that ultimately mm -hmm. makes ERS live stream for teams, which is 497 free to you if you sign up before the end of the year forever, as long as you are a, con a client with Boomtown and of course a client with ERS live stream. As of January 1st, um, Boomtown has just announced we are an affiliate coach of theirs. They have six affiliate coaches. Elite Real Estate Systems is one of those six. And if you were to sign up as of January 1st for the live stream coaching, you're going to get a 20% off discount, which is still like $330 off. Um, and that will go for your 12-month contract. But that is subsequent to go away after the 12 months is up. But if you sign up before the end of the year for Boomtown, you're going to get $500 off on the Boomtown platform, which is normally $1,650. You'll get it for $1,150. And that discount will apply for life as long as you're an ERS client. That's a huge give. Boomtown's never had a discount like that before. And I think that they have a lot of belief in our systems that you'll stay with them longer because you're going to be successful by learning through Elite Real Estate Systems and everything ERS has to offer. Um, January 22nd is our next workshop, so don't miss out on that. If you're interested, you can learn more about that and the live stream product at EliteRealEstateSystems.com. And then we also are offering our Wednesday, Friday training if you want to watch our live stream trainings for only $17 a month. We just launched that product this month. So if you just want to individually watch all of our team's trainings, we make those available to agents across the world. We actually just had someone sign up in Sweden yesterday for $17 a month. You can watch all of our trainings and there's recordings and you can engage. And then the team leader product is the higher level product for $497. It gives you 10 seats in the Wednesday, Friday for you and your agents and staff. 
And then you also get a higher level podcast like this one where you can engage with myself or Andy Cuny, our success coach, and you get a weekly call with him. So you can find all the information on the site. You can also watch recordings on the site. So we have 60 minute recordings of the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday calls. So you can see exactly what that product's all about. That's right. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for the Team Building Podcast for 2017. Thanks to everyone who supported it. Uh, you can notice that we don't run ads for the show. The show has grown and, and become kind of a dominant force in the team area of residential real estate for one reason, which is that you guys tell other people about it. So we just want to publicly thank everyone for doing that. We really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys in 2018. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, audience. <laughs>